Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my Noxima using girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's June 6th, 1997, and... We watched an episode of 90210 starring the Noxima girl. Um, yeah. I just realized that that's who she is and what she's from. I knew she looked familiar too, but I, I, I had no, I could not place it. The Noxima girl is the daughter of an international crime dude. She, um, she does have nice skin. So yeah, makes sense. So do you? <laughs> Thanks, baby. Smooth. I don't think you actually ever used Noxima, did you? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I was correct. Yeah, it's uh, like cold cream, right? Like, yeah, I've washed I, my face with that lots I, of times. I assume that's what yeah. it is. I don't know. I don't use it. Pretty sure. I have naturally flawless skin. I don't I don't need to worry <laughs> about it. So, Of course, darling. Sorry, everybody out there that, that needs Noxema, but... So Dylan is sleeping with or going to be sleeping with the Noxema girl. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's being hinted at. I mean, she, they, they're not having sex yet, but it's close. And so this, this episode starts out with, with Dylan doing one of the, um, one of the, I don't know, the most angering things that I can think of. Just hunting and pecking on his keyboard. It was funny to he watch. He looks like a caveman trying to work a computer. Yeah, he definitely does not know how to type. Like, then, didn't they teach him that in school? They taught me that in school. You would think so. So, I don't know. And an old royal typewriter? I mean, the actor, Luke Perry, was too old probably to be taught how to typewrite in school because he is a grandpa. I mean, oh, what is he, like 35 or something? I mean... Yeah, I don't know exactly how old he is. But, yeah, it starts out with narration by him. Dear FBI. Yeah, he's writing to the FBI. Not to the chick at the FBI. The FBI. If you find this leather, I'm dead. The FBI's like, okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think he has an inflated sense of self-importance. And then he says something like, like he pointed out, he's super condescending in this letter. He's like, because you guys dropped the ball. I've been investigating this guy, and exactly. I'm going to take care of it. And right. It's like, what? whatever. Man. I got your back, FBI. <laughs> <sighs> and, yeah, the last thing he wrote, by the way, on that page was that he was going to kill Tony Machete or whatever. <laughs> Tony Machete. <laughs> he sounds like a character in a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> right. Oh no, it's Tony Machete. But Everybody he, run! <laughs> he types that out, and then there's a knock at the door, and luckily he hides the letter because it's the Noxema girl, and he's writing about how he's going to kill her daddy. Right. This doesn't sound like a great way to start a romance. So she wants to go on a date with him, I guess, and they're riding motorcycles or something? Well, she just shows up at his door, and she's like, I came to pick you up. And she wants is she's not taking a motorcycle, she, she's taking him to uh, surf. 
I think. That was the second time she shows up at the door. Yeah, she does that showing up thing a lot. And he's like, how do you know where I live? She's like, the phone book, of course. Right. That's where everybody's information is. I think she wanted to do a picnic or something like that. I don't know. She showed up at his house. They they ended up going to the school, I think, or a cafe or something. Was that the... So, I didn't quite follow. Yeah, I I can tell. Was that... Where they were sitting, was that a, like, a restaurant, like a cafe? Or was that the outside of the, the university? Because at first they what, were sitting at the table. That's outside the university when he's trying to get her to go with him now, and she has class. That was a separate that's, time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was, well, what happened in between that? So when they opened and she came to pick him, when she came to the his door, what was that about then? They just said hello, and then they moved on. And they, no. And then they went, she said, I'm picking you up to go. I thought it was they went surfing. That was and, the second time. The second time is when they rode motorcycles. Well, it was the third time then. What the fuck? Yeah, it was the third time she came to the door. You admitted that you didn't follow, and yet you're arguing. Either way, they she went on. Said, he said something like, we're pretty far from the beach or whatever. Uh-huh. When she said about the surfing and stuff like that. Okay. They went on a few dates throughout the episode. Right. Well, they went to a cab. They went to the university, and uh, this dude... Was watching them just comically reading a newspaper. Her bodyguard. Yeah. And then he like he lowers the newspaper like it's the Pink Panther or something like that. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> and then when they go ro- motorcycle riding. Motorcycle? <laughs> Shut up. He... And a rotary telephone. They're riding in the holes of a rotary telephone. They've been shrunk down. Honey, I shrunk the kid style. And now they're they're riding in a rotary telephone. Wee. He's following them. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the car, correct. They're trying to lose him, which is silly. Yeah, she she goes, do you think you can lose him on your bike? And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And they just drive down the straight road. <laughs> yeah. Like, this dude's going to be like, where'd they go? <laughs> They're on the Pacific Coast Highway, and it's just one, just one direction. So at some point, they pull over and start making out, and this guy just smiles and watches them. He pulls up and just watches. He's like, oh, he's rubbing his hands together. <laughs> he's got a, a bottle of jerk lotion. Something. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some Noxzema. It's pretty right, messed right up. Pretty messed up. Oh, yeah, it was was weird looking. I know what they were trying to convey, but it was weird. He does have this weird little smile on his face like, yeah. 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 You get it. And like, like I said, I think they're trying to make it seem like, oh, he's happy for her. He cares that she's in love or whatever. Yeah, I guess. But like fucking weird. Yeah. And the, they we ended the last episode where his her dad was like, hey, find out everything you can about this dude. Mm-hmm. How long does it find out his last name's McKay? Right. And to put that together. Yeah. I don't even think this dude <clears throat> killed his dad. I think he's wrong. Maybe. I mean, probably that would be funny, especially if he ends up killing him. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be funny if one of the protagonists of the show committed murder. Right. Of an innocent man on false pretenses. <laughs> that would be very funny. It'd be a lot funnier than the lip thing that Steve and uh, Brandon do. Oh, my God. They're such dorks. So Brandon discovers that Steve is like trying. He thinks he's trying to have cyber sex. But I don't think that was the goal. I think he really was trying to get a date. 
And he's like chatting with this girl from like the university website and right. her alias is Cuddles. Yeah. And his is Tenderheart. The Care Bear Tenderheart. It's hilarious. And so yeah, they're they're I like have a question for you. Yeah. You always want to speed through everything. Let's live in this for a minute. Okay. okay. Did you ever have any Care Bears? Yes. What, what what Care Bears did you have, and what was your favorite Care Bear? I don't know its official name, but it was the Sleepy Time Care Bear. Oh, with the little night? Yeah. I think it was Good Night Bear, I believe. Yeah, I had a big one, nice. and I snuggled with it at nice. night. Any other Care Bears? I don't think so. Did you have a Care Bear? My sister had Sunshine Bear. Aw. And I believe I had Braveheart Bear, or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Steve said uh, having a Care Bear name gets them in the G spot. That is what he said. Yeah. What in the fuck? Not in the feelings. Not in the cockles of the heart. The G spot. The G spot. When you think of Care Bears, do you think of, uh, well, they are shooting that love all over. (laughs) I guess. I think he's insane. That's what I think. Yeah. But yeah, they were like doing this weird like lip thing like brandon's talking about well like oh make sure you do the lip thing like you look like you're gonna cry and like no, no, no. steve said that <clears throat> brandon was trying to figure out how to get a girl and he was like you know what you do because he's talking about he's t- this ties into the other one of the other storylines but he's talking about that editor of the paper mm, yeah. and he says oh you know how you melt her heart or whatever just say that that love makes you cry or something like that. <laughs> He's like, and you got to, you know, do the, get the lip quiver. And, <laughs> and then, so it looked like a situation where the two actors probably had a lot of fun with each other. Yeah. Filming that scene, but it doesn't convey to the comedy they think it does. No, it was not funny. It was just dorky. They're yeah. just dorks. But I'm sure they, I'm sure the two actors had a great time doing it. <laughs> So, yeah, so Brandon's decided he wants to go after this editor. Oh, wow, we're just rocketing. Okay. What? Yeah, let's just, let's just pinball around what every fuck? fucking storyline. We didn't finish Dylan's storyline. I didn't give you shit about that like I usually would. So then we go to Steve and Brandon because I happened to mention it. And, and now we're going to... Now we're going to... Brandon and the editor, because I happen to mention that too. It's called ADHD. Okay. <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. You said we didn't finish Dylan's storyline. I don't remember anything else about Dylan's storyline. She comes over again and says, "Hey, I uh, I wanted to say good night to you." Oh yeah. And he was like, "You couldn't say good night." And she's like, "Well, I couldn't kiss you good night." He said, "You couldn't say good night over the phone." Right. Yeah. And then so she kisses him. And then leaves. Yeah, and she's like, bye. It's really weird. She gets them all hot, and she's like, all right, have fun. It was a weird thing to do. Yeah. Would you like that if a girl did that to you, or would you be irritated? I'd be terrified, because I figured you would be setting it up somehow, (laughs) trying to entrap me. Right. (laughs) Good answer. So... Okay, so now we're talking about Brandon. We sure. finished that storyline because there was that sure. pivotal information about how she stopped biting him a good night kiss. <clears throat> Other stuff happened, too. He talks to Brandon about it, and he's like, she goes, you're falling for it. And he's like, yeah, so what? He's like, I'm still going to fucking murder her dad. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I, I mean, if he really falls in love with her, there's no way. 
She can't hurt somebody you love like that. No, you can't. So. I couldn't kill your parents. Good to know. Good to know. (laughs) So the background of this whole episode is the Rose Parade. What the fuck? Yes, that's correct. (laughs) It is. And the girls are all... (laughs) I thought we were going to do Brandon's. But I realized that I had to Uh, talk about the Rose Parade. (laughs) What's her name's back? The one that's like, that said to Andrea that she was like, hey, I'm Jewish too. And I don't uh, ever talk about it. But, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Jewish and we're going to welcome you into this sorority. The president of the sorority who graduated last year. She's back. Because she works for the Rose Bowl. And now or she's the assistant director of the Rose Parade. So all the girls are auditioning, I guess, to be on it or whatever. Well, yeah, well, to be part of the princess court or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the Rose Bowl? Nothing. I've never paid any attention to it before. How about you? The University of Michigan plays in the Rose Bowl sometimes. <laughs> that's that's what I care. That's the only thing I care about. Is do we have a Rose Parade for that? No, it's, court the, and it's stuff? the same Rose Bowl. In California. Oh. The Rose Bowl, it's a big parade. It's a big party and stuff like that. It culminates in the football game at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. It's the name of the stadium is the Rose Bowl. And they, the winner of the Big Ten plays the winner of the Pac-10 conference in the Rose Bowl. Okay. Cool. That explains why I know nothing about it. But the girls want to be Michigan like. Is got a good chance this year, I think. The girls want to be the queen or whatever uh-huh. of the parade, right? So they have this big audition thing, the bell of the ball, yeah, where they all get numbers and they get talked to like their numbers. Apparently, like Kelly and Donna have wanted to be like in the Rose Bowl their whole lives and stuff, well, and like they had Barbies that used to be in the Rose Bowl, and Donna more so than Kelly. Like Kelly, I think kind of wanted it when she was younger, but now she's acting like she's too cool for it. Well, she's a model, so she doesn't really need that extra boost of self esteem. Um, Donna's Donna mother. It. <laughs> yeah, Donna wants it, and Donna's mother is like really chipping away at her self esteem. So, oh my god, yeah, Don's Donna's Don's mom <laughs> is really acting like a dick. Oh my god, yeah, she's like, oh, you know, honey, uh, I don't want you to be disappointed, so just don't even try. Basically, right. yeah, it's like what the fuck. And Donna's like, yeah, of course I couldn't get picked for anything. Right yeah, you now. think you think that boob job's not doing some some work there? <laughs> Donna's mom. I mean, she's got a little bit of a big nose. Otherwise, she's pretty. Like She's fine. I don't know. I wouldn't say she's the least attractive woman on the show, probably. She's California pretty, though. I don't know what that means. Like, she looks like a Barbie that came to life. <laughs> she looks like a Barbie with just a little more plastic on the face. Face. <laughs> so. You think that's California pretty? Barbie? Like. Yeah. Plastic. I mean, like maybe that's plastic surgery. Maybe that's because I'm from the Midwest, right? But, What's Midwest pretty? Uh, thick girls. <laughs> who uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what is Midwest pretty. Why don't you tell me? You are. Uh, big boobs. Sweet. Big bun. <laughs> Curves. 
days. So Pretty face. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, I'm all discombobulated. I guess. Okay, Rose Bowl. Oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? You. All of a sudden, everything got super serious. I called you pretty, and it was like I fucking murdered your dad. <laughs> no, that's what Dylan's going to do later. He's going to murder her dad. Yeah, I know. Anyway, they all are auditioning for this fucking Rose Bowl thing. Yeah. They all have to wear numbers and introduce themselves as their number, which is weird. And we learned that Valerie and Brenda were part of Miss Minneapolis or whatever. Yeah. And that Valerie vomited on a judge. Yeah, so she doesn't try out. All she says is, we didn't make it to the finals. But at least Brenda didn't throw up on the judge. But that presumes they made it decently far then, I guess. I guess. Maybe they made it to the semifinals. Who knows? I mean, I imagine vomiting on the judge did not help her case. Probably not, no. <laughs> So, who would you think would get picked, though? I would have thought it would be Kelly, not Donna. Um, I guess, yeah, if we're going classic, yeah, probably Kelly. Because uh, the brunettes didn't even try. It was just Donna. No, they tried. They did? Cleared it, too? Yeah, they all tried. They all tried out. It's just that uh, Valerie, because they wanted to go to that party. Yeah. It's just that Valerie didn't even go in front of the judges. Okay. She got the number. But she was like, "Yeah, I'm out now." You know, before they she went to the in front of the judges. We only see Donna go in front of the judges. We don't see the rest of them. I maybe the rest of them didn't actually. Maybe the maybe the rest of them did the same thing that Valerie did and didn't actually even go up to the judges. Huh. They just went for the party. Maybe. Uh but presumably they they said they were going to or whatever. But yeah, they they don't get picked. Donna comes up and she gives the most generic speech i've ever heard where she's just like i'm a native southern californian and i've watched the the roast parade every year and i just i just love it and i would just be so honored to be part of it yeah and then they're like yeah thanks and then she walks away and as she walks away everyone's like oh yeah, yeah. right like I her. what was so amazing about her and what she said i agree Nothing. it was kind of weird yeah but she does get picked to be part of the court so it's very exciting yeah good for her um shove it in her mom's face so, because she's going to be part of the court, there's also this big ball mm-hmm. that she needs to have a date. They all need to have dates to go to the ball. Yeah, they all get to go to the ball for some reason. I, I thought it was only for people that got picked for the court. That's what that's what last year's president of the sorority seemed to indicate, but maybe not. I mean, it seemed like anybody could come, because even Valerie and uh, what's-his-face ended up showing up. Yeah, spoilers! <laughs> so... But everybody's freaking out that they need a date. So Kelly's boyfriend, the painter, is working on that mural. Mm-hmm. And so he's too busy to go with her. And then um, she asks her stepbrother, David, to take her. Right. And, and, well, first, Valerie was like, why don't you let him go with you? Or She's like, I'll, I'll, I'll make him leave. Yeah, because he's working for her on this mural. Yeah, painting, painting this mural. And she's like, oh, thanks, Val. You know, they're all pals and stuff right. like that. And she goes up to him and she's like, hey, you got any plans this weekend? He's like, oh, I got to keep working on this. And she's like, well, I don't have any plans either. I'll keep you company. Yeah. She's like, I'll stay and help you. I don't have plans. So snake in the grass as always. Right. So, yeah. So he's standing Kelly up and she takes David. 
And then Donna thinks Ray's going to go with her because, you know, that would be a good assumption. You're on the court. You have a boyfriend. He's going to be your date. Yeah, but guess what? Now, to tie this all in, we've got to tell them that Ray went to that record company Mm -hmm. that he's supposed to be signing a contract for. And the little girl there, the little girl that was there is behind the desk for some reason because she's sick which still doesn't make any sense like why would you put a sick child at the receptionist it sounded like she was doing cocaine she's all (laughs) like this left nostrils all all plugged up but she uh so he's like oh hey you know how how could i forget this guy's one of the worst actors i've ever seen in my life by the way (laughs) every reading is a dead-eyed reading where he's just like well how, how could i forget you and, it's such a pretty face. Yeah. Which was kind of a gross thing to say yeah, to a little girl. The whole time I was thinking, like, uh, he was going to turn to Donna and be like, hey, if I got to fuck this kid <laughs> to get uh, to get a record contract, I'm going to do it. Because that's, <laughs> that's the vibe he was putting out. Right. Because she's all like, oh, yeah, Ray. You know, and like, she's like, she's just got a little schoolgirl crush on him or whatever. And Donna was like, oh, you certainly have a fan or whatever. Yeah, she thinks it's cute, but it is kind of gross. And so her dad comes up and he's like, oh, didn't my secretary tell you? I can't fucking see you today. Get the fuck out of here. Basically. He's like, I got a tape for you. He's like, yeah, throw it in the garbage. And he's like, I'll listen to it later. And, and uh, so he leaves. But now he can't go because... Because this little girl is having her birthday party that night and told her dad that what she wants for her birthday is Ray. <laughs> So he has Which to... Which is even grosser. Right. Like, I mean, he says it just like that, too. I mean, he says it means that he has to headline her party. Right. And obviously that's what it means, but it's a terrible way to say it. Yeah, exactly. And he said that if he doesn't do it, his contract will be dead. Yeah. And instead of that being any kind of source of drama or tension in the show, that's it. Yeah. It's just that scene and then Donna's like, no, oh, okay. <laughs> and she's fine with it. Who did she bring with her? I don't know. They didn't show. I don't think she... I think she came alone. That doesn't seem right. Hmm. Especially if she was on the court. What the fuck? I mean, Kelly brought a date. Yes, Kelly did bring a date. Her stepbrother. Wait a minute. Donna was dancing with somebody. Uh, who? No, that was Kelly. Never yeah, mind. Kelly was dancing with David. Kelly's like, oh, I'm, I'm here with the best dancer in the world. And he's like, uh, oh, you want to go wanna step on the court? She's like, oh, I, you know, I thought you'd never ask. Because it's all b- b- big band swim, swing music. And they do some swing moves, which I know. I mean, they're, they're easy moves because hmm. I took that class. And then it's not impressive dancing. Well, I mean, the crowd seemed impressed. <laughs> yeah. The paid audience of extras. <laughs> yes, they were impressed. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, so Donna's so not... Yeah, so? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ray does show up eventually, though. Yes. He comes after the party, which was nice. He's like, talk about showing up late. And they're like, hey, last dance, everyone. <laughs> right. Ray's here, last dance. And then he's like, yeah, but I want you all to myself, which also sounds creepy. And, yeah, he's such a weirdo. And then they go outside uh, Zach and Kelly's prom style to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. To dance alone where you can barely hear the music instead of dancing in front of all the her friends and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a freak. So 
while all this is going on, Valerie is supposed to be helping Kelly's boyfriend paint this mural. And I thought she was going to be like rubbing her tits in his face or, you know, something like that. But but no, instead, she's just sitting there watching him. Yeah, she's just sitting there at a table far away from him, just watching him work like what is your goal here? Well, eventually she does go over there and uh, put up tape. Or was that before? That was before. Okay. So he finishes painting and needs to wait for the stuff to dry before he can yeah. continue working. The, the primer. So he's like, yeah, for until that primer dries, you know, I'm totally free. And it's like, well, then what the fuck? Why didn't you think that shit through? Right. And she goes, well, you want to get something to eat? Are you hungry? And he's like, I've got a better idea. Yeah. So they show up at the fucking ball together. Yeah. He's wearing a tux. She's wearing a dress. Like, where did they get these nice, fancy ass clothes? Do they just own them all the time? Like, I I don't own no (laughs) nice clothes like that all the time. They only own them part time. (laughs) Well, I mean... Like, Donnie even asked Ray, like, did you rent a tux? And he said no. Yeah, but then and, he had a tux. Yeah. Like, it's like, do they all Again, just no tension. have them? Like, I don't get it. But yeah, so he shows up there in a tux. The and, wardrobe department. Has <laughs> right. And Valerie is literally hanging on his arm. Yeah. So they walk up, and Kelly and David are dancing, and Kelly sees Valerie hanging on her boyfriend's arm. And she walks right up to Valerie and says, you're a bitch. You are such a bitch. Yeah. And then commercial. So, I mean, I'm glad, I guess, that Kelly sees what's happening. But the but the thing is, is why? Like, what what is happening? What is her plan? Like, she why would she agree to this? Yeah, let's go to the dance together. Does she think she's going to fuck him in front of Kelly? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. If she wants him and she's trying to put the moves on him. Why get him in a place where his girlfriend is and will see them? It yeah, doesn't make know. any sense. Well, that wasn't her idea. No, but she went along with it. She could have been like, oh, you just go and surprise her. I don't want to do this. Yeah. So instead, though, we we cut to Kelly and Valerie in the bathroom. Right. And Valerie explaining herself, being like, yeah, you know, I don't know what what, what you're mad at, what's going on, but we're just friends. And then she goes and drags the boyfriend in there. I didn't really get that either. She's like, Cinderella, Prince Charming, Prince Charming, Cinderella. Because like, it's a ball, I guess? It was a weird thing to do. Is she, is she indicating that she's an evil stepsister? I don't know what the fuck she's indicating or what the fuck she's trying to do ever. But now uh, she needs a ride home. I think this was, I believe that this was the writer's weird ass way to get all of them together in the way they got there so that she needs a ride home from David. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, so that's who she gets a ride home from. (laughs) Yeah. Earlier in the episode, David was playing gin with his mom. Yeah. She was whipping his ass, (laughs) Stu Unger style, at Gin Rummy. And um, he's clearly bored. He's like, I'll go all the way to San Francisco for you, but... Fuck hanging out with you. Yeah, he she's like begging him, don't leave. It's my first night in my apartment. Stay and hang out with me. He's like, I've been here for three hours, mom. Right. Like, what a dick. She has mental problems. He does, like, by the way, she's sitting there and he's like, hey, can you play? You're driving me nuts. It's like, come on, man. 
Yeah. Think about what you're saying. So he says, sure, Valerie, I'll give you a ride home. Mm-hmm. But we need to stop by my mom's on the way, if you don't mind. Because he was supposed to play cards with her that night, but he went to the ball instead. Right. So they get there. And she's and, like, oh, I know a thing or two about worrying about. Uh, crazy parents. Yeah, because her dad fucking killed himself. Yeah, so they're driving up, and there's police and ambulance and stuff in front of her apartment. And he goes, this is also not a good line reading. <laughs> or not a good writing, really, either. They're driving up, and he's like, I don't have a good feeling about this. This is my mom's apartment. It's like, <laughs> we don't really need dialogue there. He can just look concerned. Right. Let, yeah. the, let the actor sell it with his acting ability. You don't <laughs> need to write a line there. And so, anyway, they pull up, and... He's like, hey, my mom lives here. And they're like, you can't come through. And they're pushing him back. And he's like, that's her. And Because like, they're wheeling out somebody on a stretcher. And he runs up. And he's like, that's my mom. What happened? And I don't know why, but the paramedics decide to just say, yeah, suicide attempt. Right. You might as well have looked right to the camera and been like, it was a suicide attempt, folks. <laughs> because he didn't want, want to play cards with her. Right. So he's like, can I can I go with her? And they let him hop in the back of the ambulance. So and Valerie's just staring at him. Well, he's looking at her. You know, they share eye contact from the back of the ambulance. And she's like, I need your keys. <laughs> I still don't have her ride home. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they have something in common there. So maybe. Yeah. I think something's going to happen there. As soon as she said she wanted a ride from, <laughs> from what's his name, David. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, something's going to happen there. So, and then Steve had... Steven. Steve's been getting, you know, tutored from Claire. Yeah, and he can't do math. He cannot. It's sad. The, one of the problems is if X squared is 81, what is 7 times X? And, and, and he's like, I don't know. And Willie the cook is like 63. Because, you know, obviously it's nine times seven. Right. But, yeah, it's sad. Steve's hopeless. Right. And Claire shows up to do their tutoring, and she's like, you didn't show your work. If you don't do your homework, you need to pay me double, and then leaves again. Like, mm-hmm. that seems fucked up, too. Yeah, she's weird. Um, she's trying to get rich off this. So, they end up going together, too, to the ball. She asks, she says... She goes, well, yeah, I've got an easy one for you, Steve. Uh, if I have two tickets to the ball, but I'm only using one, how many tickets do I have left? So, yeah, he he agrees to go. She asks him. But they don't have a good time. No. They don't really show that. They sh- Like one scene where they just flat out say, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we cut this evening short? And like, yeah, whatever. Well, because he has plans to meet up with his girl from online afterwards. Yeah, cuddles. So, yeah, so he goes to the Peach Pit to meet Cuddles. And, and Claire looks like she has some plans afterwards as well. <laughs> right. So I, I completely called this. He, this you is did. very telegraphed, I think. Yes. So he walks in and says to Nat, hey, did anybody come in looking for Tenderheart? And Nat's laughing his ass off. He's like, oh, yeah, over there. And it's Claire. Mm-hmm. So. Wearing a, so she, she changed from her dress into, like, this blue, like, lacy... You can kind of see her undergarments. Oh, shirt. I didn't even notice that. No, I did. <laughs> so she changed into something sexy. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like, uh, cuddles. Hey, what's up? So they're now they're having, like, coffee or whatever. So 
I don't know. What do you think? Do you think anything's going to happen there? That that's what they're that is what they're intimating. I don't know though because he was supposedly putting on for her. Do you think he was putting on or do you think he was only pretending to be putting on because he was talking to Brandon? I mean, I think he can be sensitive. Yeah, like if he actually likes a girl, I think that he can be a kind person. He has the potential. But that's not what he's shown her so far. No. So, but he always puts that face on, like, oh, I'm a macho guy. Yeah. You know, face. Uh, I guess we'll see. I don't think that's a love connection. I think Valerie and David might be. No, two and two, but yeah. Chuck Woolery, love connection. Oh, ha, ha. Um, thanks. <laughs> um, and then... Good thing my face wasn't in one of those little uh, TVs or whatever. What do you mean? Because you would have uh, said, ah, no thanks. Oh, that's not true. I love you. You're very handsome. Um, what else we got? We got Brandon. Mm-hmm. That's the last one, I believe. Yeah. So, Brandon and the editor are both covering this ball. Correct. So... He suggests that they then go together, and she says... They're covering it from opposing viewpoints. Again. Her viewpoint being, uh, this is misogyny. Yeah. His viewpoint being, this is just good old American fun. Right, which, I'm sorry, but it is. She's a little too much. And she's like, I agree. Really? See, I'm a little bit more on her side, I think. Really? Like, well, I mean, not entirely. Like, I think that she had... I think... At least, I don't, and I don't know if I agree with her, with what she's saying. Like, I don't even think she necessarily believes all the stuff she's saying. Like, Brandon kind of points out she's being critical just to be critical. To criti- she's critiquing just to be critical, which yeah. which I think is correct. Yeah. But there, I mean, I think some of this stuff's somewhat outdated. Yeah, it the swim, is. The swimsuit stuff and everything. But also, it's like, if they grew up watching it and they want to be part of it, I don't think they should be made to feel bad about it. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't think so either. And, like, her whole attitude where she's like, oh, I agreed to go with you, but that doesn't mean I'm going to drive with you. I'll meet you at the dance. Like, what is that about? I don't know. Like, what, you think he's a date rapist? Because he's Brandon, so he's not. Some control issues or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, then afterwards, they go back and start writing their stories in the same room. Immediately. In their dressy clothes. Like, what is going on? (laughs) And then they just keep, you know, sharing these, like, sneaky little looks at each other. And he's like, I like working with you. You're a good editor. Mm -hmm. And then a few minutes go by, and he's like, Is there anything about me that you like? (laughs) Yeah, that that seemed very pathetic. Yeah. And she's like, I can't, I can't think of anything, but I'll try. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It was such the weirdest exchange because then she gets up and walks over and kisses him. She's like, I thought of something. Your lips. <laughs> Very good lips. It was, it was weird. And he, it she should have been like, if you think my lips are good, my cock's even good. <laughs> but I mean, it didn't flow well. No. Like, it was just very, like, clunky it's, and awkward and uncomfortable. It's not a yelling at each other and then are you as turned on as I am more and then right. making out. It's not It's not. It that. should have been that. It's not Sam and Diane. I would have preferred that. Oh, would have, that would have been great if they started yelling at each other about their opposing viewpoints yeah. or whatever. Yes. But this was just weird. Yeah, just weird and dumb. But, yeah, so now they're going to be... That should be the tagline for 90210. <laughs> Just weird and dumb. So we got all kinds of love connections happening in this episode. Yeah. Well, potential ones. Yeah. 
We'll see. We'll see what happens with David. If, if David's mom doesn't die, then maybe maybe he'll be up for banging Valerie. Poor David. I mean, it's kind of his fault. But. <laughs> Is that right? Like his mom's obviously was not ready for that step. Right. I know. I'm just teasing. It's not when his fault. she's like when she's desperately clinging. Like you have to be here with me at all times. Like that's yeah. She doesn't want to be alone. That's not. You're not ready to move into your own apartment then. Right. You, ru- I, I don't, you rushed it. I don't think I'd ever be ready to live in my own apartment. And I'm not even mentally like ill like she is anyway. What do you mean? I'm not saying I don't have any issues. Oh, you wouldn't want to live without me is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it. Like the idea of living alone just seems not fun to me. Like I know some people love it. Like my mom loves living alone. Yeah, my mom too. Nah, I don't think I would like it at all. Like when my mom went out of town for like a week when I lived with her, um, I had to sleep with like all the lights in the house on and the TV going and like I just freaked out the whole time. Because you thought Freddy Krueger was going to get you? Yes. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. So why don't you guys uh, tune in next week to see what's going on? Wow. What you go? I didn't even have to tell you. Oh. You just uh, you just went right into it. Hey, you open, I close. Okay. How it works? Uh, you can write us at latefee nineteen ninety four at awl and check out our website at www dot That's right. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.